Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's episode of We Like It So What. I will be your host for this episode. My name is Eric Bethel, and I'm here with Jamal Murphy. Jamal Murphy, the man, the myth, the legend. No, just a plain old dude. No, sir. You are the man, Jamal. From the pennies to the dime, <laughs> it will satisfy them all every time. <laughs> and 60% of the time, they get satisfied every time. Every time. That's right. <laughs> In 30 minutes or less, you'll call him the best. That right. Oh, yeah. Your reputation precedes you, sir. <laughs> uh, so all that bullshit aside, uh, I figured maybe we can talk a little bit about the current state of horror. October is is uh, creeping up on us. Um we got a couple of horror movies coming out, uh, a couple of horror movies of note coming out for the end of the year. We got Halloween Ends. We have the new Hellraiser that's going to drop on Hulu. So we kind of have like a horror episode at least once a year around this time. In October. We will. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll do another one in October. An, but an official official. An official official. This is like the prelude to that episode. So... As most as most people who know me, no, I'm kind of picky about my horror. I don't do dolls and puppets. I don't really do ghosts and ghouls and shit. You know, I'm a Jason guy. I'm a Michael Myers guy. I like Freddy to a certain extent because he talks trash. I like Chucky because he's a shit talker. Um, uh, I didn't. I didn't get to see the movie X. I wanted to. Didn't get a chance to. I saw the trailer for Pearl, which is the prequel to X, which looks bonkers. So I want to see that. You did think? You, did, uh, you, did you see X? I try to avoid all my all my exes. Oh, no, anyway, but do anyway. they live in Texas? Uh, no. Well, you know what? Incidentally, woman I used to date did move to Texas. How about that? So that's very how interesting. You say that. That how apropos. Oh, or rather, hell, they try to avoid me. Well, to put it more bluntly. Ugh. Fucking psycho killer. I knew it. I knew you had it in you. I oh, knew yeah. it. I knew it. You got some bodies buried around here. <laughs> I fucking knew it. To break your, tear your wall down. You got some bodies sitting in your fucking walls. No. Fucking army hammer over here. Uh, No, not a cannibal. Mm. But your middle name is Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hannibal Murphy. That's right. <laughs> so you said you didn't see X? No, I I didn't see X. What if uh they did they use <laughs> DMX's X gonna give it to you in the uh, in the trailer? No, they didn't. I think that was a missed opportunity. Definitely was. Yeah, but apparently Pearl is gonna give it to us because I saw that trailer. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, I saw that one. Let's go. Pretty interesting. Like, there's some yeah, there's some wild shit going on in that fucking trailer. But I wonder though, is it one of those where they they give away all of the, the kind of the bigger kills it, to hook, it to hook you in? Or is way, it like, well, it seems that way. I mean, we got someone being pitchforked in the face. We have someone who's going to get fed to an alligator. Yeah. You see someone fucking explode? Yeah. That was the one that got me like, Whoa. "Wow." Fuck, man. 
Like, I'm more interested to see Pearl than I am X. Well, you can watch one, then watch no, no, the that's other. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Either or. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to, I really want to see Pearl. I was curious about X. I really want to see this fucking bonkers-ass Pearl movie. That was shot in secret. Yeah, I didn't know about it until uh, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah. Until very, very recently. Yeah. Starring Mia Goth, mm-hmm. if that's her real name. You think that's the name on her driver's license? Let's find out, shall we? I'm going to consult my Google machine here. Let's see here. What is, not to mention she, she's very attractive in this Pearl trailer. Oh, she, really? She looks really good. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean. That's how they get you. That is how they get you, man. Because I tell you, that that one TV spot that I saw where there's like the 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 uh, the low angle shot of her with the pitchfork, like stabbing someone in the face with it. The look on her face gave me fucking chills. Mm. Like, I mean, she looks like she is fucking playing the hell out of that fucking part. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to look in her eyes, like, holy shit. Okay, so let me let me check Google here. Mia <laughs> Goth, <laughs> actress. That's her real name. I don't. I don't believe you. I don't give a fuck. Mia <laughs> Gypsy Mello de Silva Goth. Oh come on now. Is an English. I didn't know she was a Brit. Is an English actress. She began her career modeling as a teenager and made her film debut in Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac. She was subsequently cast in the thriller The Survivalist and the psychological horror film A Cure for Wellness. Okay. That's what she was in. And she um, she is currently with your boy, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, well, that, that explains a lot then. It <laughs> explains everything now. Okay. Yeah. Mia Goth as Pearl. Uh, will I see this movie? Not anytime soon. But you got to admit, you want to see what leads up to that dude being fucking blown up. That, yeah, that I do want to see. Because <laughs> when I saw that, I said, holy shit. Yep, that was my reaction, too. As if the pitchfork to the face wasn't enough. I said, I literally said, holy shit, when that dude blew up. Yeah, because I watched Whoa. the trailer the other day, and I re- had to rewind it a few times. I was like, wait a minute, did I, did I really just yes. see that? Yeah, I watched it twice. Because at first I thought it was like, okay, is it, is it a cow that just blew up? Is way is oh, holy Crap. It was a dude. Yeah. <laughs> that was what I uh that was my reaction too. I was like, whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. He blew up like Jason did at the beginning of Jason Goes to Hell. But as I was saying, like, is this one of those where they, they give away all the good kills? God, I hope not, dude. But and I mean you see it, it's like, okay, well, I saw that in the trailer. I'm not surprised anymore. That trailer showed quite a few kills. Yeah. Let's hope that that. Let's hope that that doesn't even scratch the surface to what's actually in this fucking movie. There's also a, a brief clip of what I believe. I hope this isn't what it is, but from what I saw, I think it's what it is. She fucks a scarecrow. That I don't remember seeing. Well, it's in the red band trailer. Oh, okay. I think I may have seen the. The green, the green band trailer. Maybe, maybe. Uh, I, I th- it's in the red band trailer. Okay, she, she pulls it up. It's like she kisses it, 
and there's a quick scene where she's on top of it. Okay. Riding it. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's something going on there, buddy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Pearl is uh, got a couple screws loose. <laughs> Apparently. She's not playing with a full deck. Yeah. Her elevator doesn't go all the way to the top. I can't think of it. <laughs> you got the other I'll, I'll try it up. Yeah. Oh, you didn't have any other ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So Pearl. And we also have Halloween Ends coming out uh, next month. Or is, no, this month. Yeah. Y'all, this month. Uh, okay. Uh, this is supposed to be the the fucking end of the Laurie Strode, Michael Myers saga. So they say. You think it's going to be the end? If if the movie makes money and if enough people, you know, download it, stream it on a Peacock, then no. There'll always be a Halloween returns for real this time. Well, that's Hall- what they should have called Halloween 2018. They should have called it Halloween Returns. Halloween is back again. That's what the next one will be. Unlike tag team. No. <laughs> or they'll just you know, they'll wait a couple Tag of years. Back yeah, back. wait a few years, reboot it, try to, you know, explore another angle of Michael Myers and, and Laurie Strode or whoever you want to have as the main protagonist. You never know. I can tell you what I what I what I do know. What I do know is this. I hope she fucking kills him at the end of this fucking movie. <laughs> hey. I hope she kills the shit. Out of Michael fucking Myers at the if, end of this movie. If a town full of idiots couldn't get it done. That's true. You think uh, Laurie Strode will be the, the one to get it done? Well, she's going to have to be, man. It's either her or her granddaughter. One of the two. Either yep. way, a Strode woman needs to kill this fucker. Because look, I like Michael Myers. I do. He's a force of nature. He's the shape. You know what I'm saying? This fucker's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. He's in his fucking 60s. Okay. I want him to fucking die. Well, hey, if uh the nature boy can can still do it at seventy three, you don't think Michael Myers could still be doing it in his sixties? Well, he's been doing it. We've seen him do yeah. it. He killed he killed some fucking people in gruesome ways in these last two Halloween movies. But it but it, look, we gotta stop the bullshit. We gotta stop the bullshit. He needs to fucking die and stay dead. Yeah. Well, I think seriously, Michael Myers can definitely let out one last <laughs> and then, then be done. Well, he ain't going to say shit. That could be the first thing he says. First and last thing he says before Laurie chops his head. Yeah. Woo. Michael, Laurie can say, come and get me, you son of a bitch. And then he can well, say. Well, she actually says, <laughs> she actually says, come and get me, motherfucker. Well, we can't. And, can't say that on who can't okay i guess we can i can okay there i you just go. did okay fine. she said come and get me motherfucker see now i'm gonna have to change the language settings on this episode no. when I release it. no what come on this is the uncut unfiltered uncensored podcast yeah we we are as pure we are as pure as blue magic well the the language because i look i stand by this show I guarantee it. This is how I have to when I when I do the edits for these. Once I publish them to the to the public, 
That's how you can choose between. Is it clean or is it explicit? Hey, we're always explicit, man. We're never clean. Not, not all the time. Come on. Come on. Every, you mean to tell huh? me, sir? So I'm look, I'm just looking at these clones right now. It's like, what? Oh, all yeah. Right. Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith is on right now. I forget they're, they're all supposed to be in different stages of yeah. development. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you, since we're on the subject of, of horror. Yeah. Horror. You've seen the trailer for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Right? You know what? I still haven't seen that yet. Really? Okay. I really? It. Okay. I, I completely forgot about it. That's my bad. Did you see it? I did. What did you think? I think after looking at the trailer, uh-huh. I mean, the idea of it is fine. Okay. Ideas in and of themselves, were how ab- whether they're abstract or not, it's fine. Okay. But it also looks like something that would be on Sci-Fi Channel at two in the morning. Oh, after the Sharknado marathon, it's got that Ouch. same kind of that feel to it. It's like, oh, really? okay, like 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 the Asylum. Yeah, it, exactly like that. Oof. But the general general idea is because Winnie the Pooh is in public domain, now people can make whatever right. stories they want to. Yeah. If you want to do a futuristic, post-apocalyptic Winnie the Pooh movie, you can. It's um, uh, fair use. Yeah. Yeah. So it's this, the premise is, you know, Winnie the Pooh and Piglet have kind of turned homicidal because Christopher Robin has went away. He's grown up. And then when he comes back to the hundred acre wood, they've, they've I've turned. hundred acre wood. What? Huh? I don't know what you said. But I'm going to pretend I didn't hear it. You know what I said, but there yeah. I have a hundred acre wood. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so he comes back to, you know, the hundred acre wood, and Winnie the Pooh and Piglet have apparently killed Eeyore. Shit, and they've turned homicidal. Now they're stalking Christopher Robin and his friends, and it's a fight for survival against these two, you know, imaginary friends who've kind of turned into homicidal maniacs. And that, but that's the basic premise. They're stalking the woods, stalking the the, the, the teens or the, the young people, as you know, slashes are you know, opt to do or apt to do. Blood and honey. But I look at it, it's like I think it's it's the curiosity factor of it's like oh wow they're making a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. Yeah. Who would have thought? And that is that probably hooked people in at first, but then maybe. Maybe the trailer kept them, you know, kept the interest. And maybe for some people, it's like, okay, well, this is the movie they're making. It's like, I don't know. So for me, it's like, when I look at it, I kind of say, okay, this is the movie they're making. It's like, all right. And it's one of those that looks like it would obviously go straight to streaming or just, it. they'll dump it on, you know, some network at 2 a.m. Yeah. And that's that's it. Yeah. And people, of course, will they'll they'll tweet about it. It'll trend for for a while, and it'll, and then, then you never talk about it again. Yeah. But it also it also makes me think that you know there's there's potential for any idea to be flipped in a horror aspect. Three little pigs. Uh, we've seen Little Red Riding Hood has been turned into a horror. Hansel and Gretel has been turned into a horror movie many a time. Well, I think the essence of that story is, is horror. Yes, yes, yes. But when you put a more, I don't know, a more visceral, more violent spin on it, you can kind of play with the elements a little more. 
So I think some stories are very ripe for that. Winnie the Pooh, that's not the first thing I think of when I think, okay, let's take the story, turn it on its head, make it something else. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I mean, it it could appeal to someone. It could appeal to a lot of people. So it depends on how it's uh, executed. No pun intended. But yeah, check that trailer out when you get a when you get a chance. We'll do. Blood and honey. Yep. Sheesh. <laughs> well, you wanted to discuss horror. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. God, it's it's one of the most bizarre things I've, I've ever heard of. You know, but I, but like, I guess that's a good thing. You know, it's something totally new. It's totally different. You know, how can we kind of turn horror on its head? Hey, let's make Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, you know, fucking killers. Okay. Soon to be airing on Disney Plus. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, they're not going to touch that. Oh, one. no. Not, not, not at not, all. They, they won't touch that with a hundred acre wood. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you see the trailer for The Invitation? Uh, yes. You give Eric is giving it a thumbs down thumbs as down. I'm talking. Why? Because they, why do you give they it a showed the whole down? fucking movie in the trailer. It does seem that way. Yeah, I have no interest in it now. I get the feeling it's one of those that it ends in a probably a very predictable way. Could it leave it open? Not necessarily leaving it open for a sequel, but more in the sense of okay, it's all oh, this story can continue, but it won't continue in the sense of we'll we'll see another one. Yeah. When I first saw that trailer, I was getting intrigued until they they give away the fucking twist. Yeah. Midway through the trailer. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't care about this anymore. Don't care. However, the other invitation that was directed by Karen Kusama that has Logan Marshall Green in it, that that movie's pretty good. But mm-hmm. it's it's so unnerving that it's one of those where I can I can just watch it once. I'm good. I only see it again. It's really unnerving. Odds are that invitation is probably better <laughs> than this invitation. Which uh invitation are you talking about? The one that came out two years ago. Oh, okay. Right. Not not not, not the new invitation. Not twenty twenty two, the invitation. invitation. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause cause the invitation was about like some cult shit. Right, yeah. The invitation is about some vampire shit. You follow me? Yeah, yeah, I got you now. Okay, are, so are you picking up what I'm putting down. Vampire movie The Invitation seems less intriguing than cult movie The Invitation. Correct, sir. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Also, really quick, I want to send a special message to Natalie Emanuel. Oh, no. Yes, I'm yes, I'm singing. I want a mango. Just Let- in case you're listening. Man, let me tell you something. Highly, highly probable that she is not listening to Let's this episode. Let's hope she is. And if she is, holler at your boy because she is all the way live. Oh, yeah. Whew. God almighty. That's a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. God almighty. So anyway, yeah, let's let's get back on track here. Whew, man. She's just so mesmerizing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, yeah the invitation. I think I'll pass on that. We're at a an interesting point in horror movies where, and there's a few of them that are still 
you know, in the works. I think uh I think the smile's coming out in September this month. Barbarian. Barbarian's another one. Not related to Conan the Barbarian. Not related not not related to the Barbarian, the pro wrestler. No. Or not related to the Barbarian <laughs> brothers. Uh, yeah, I was about to say that. So uh not yeah. related to Thundar the Barbarian? No. So yeah, we've got a couple of newer horror movies that are are coming out. Yep. And now, you know, the the wheels are turning on older franchises possibly making a return. So we've got new uh Friday the 13th could be in the works and we've discussed a new Hellraiser. That new Friday the 13th. Now that all that litigation is done, mm-hmm. what's the probability that you think we'll actually get one within the next year or two? I'd say it's pretty good. Okay. That's one of those I don't think it it really takes a lot to make a Friday the 13th movie. It's just, it's all in the story. Yeah. It's very, I'll say very low impact. Yeah. You don't need a lot of spent, you know, special effects, a lot of fancy green screens and right. all of that. Yep. It, it can be probably done on a very small budget. It's just a matter of the story you tell. Yeah. But it's also a matter of what kind of story can you tell in 2022 or 2023 with Jason Voorhees. Right. Because even even though the I don't know, the age of the slasher is kind of it's come and gone, it's come back in some instances. Now horror is we've kind of gone through the found footage era. Now we're in the kind of the weird jump scare era, and now it's you know, but like some front, like I said, some franchises are trying to make a return. Some are kind of they're trying to start new franchises. Yeah, but I've always been a fan of the Friday the Thirteenth. Same movies. here, brother. So it's. Now it's just a matter of well, okay, what what kind of new story can they tell? Right, because I, I think I think before this litigation happened between Sean Cunningham, who was the director of the first movie, and writer Victor Miller, who actually he wrote the first movie, um, there was a possibility of us getting a new Jason movie with uh, the help from Spring Hill Productions, which is LeBron James' production company. Um, and people get it confused. Well, I don't want to see LeBron in a Jason movie. No, no one ever said he's going to be in a Jason movie. <laughs> Who? No one ever said that. No one ever said that. You don't want to see uh, Jason get dunked on by uh, by the goat King James? No. Okay. Hard, hard pass. All right. Not to mention, you know, you can't. It's kind of like you you can't have LeBron. You know, either being the same height or towering over Jason. You know, Jason's the man. They'll He's, they'll make it happen. <laughs> but no, LeBron James was never going to be in the movie. People, there was a possibility that he was going to co-produce it. Just that, just providing funds to get the movie made. That's yeah. it. Just like uh, it. he co-produced the, the new version of House Party, right? But I don't think he's actually in that one, right? Which yeah. is weird because that's a that slightly off topic. Yeah. That's one. That was going to go to HBO Max and that's going to theaters. Yeah. So that'll be one one more movie that Warner Brothers can put out since they decide, okay, we we ran out of money. We only got enough money to put two movies out. Yeah. Sorry, sorry guys. Yeah. But anyway, back on topic. Yeah, I I think that's when people kind of get their wires crossed and they're, they're not getting the full story. Exactly. They're thinking, oh, okay, LeBron's is going to be they, in the movie? They, they see the headline and they automatically will assume, oh, oh my God, LeBron's going to be in a Jason movie. No, he's not. No. He just wanted to help get one made. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and it's not as if, oh, well, uh, LeBron's attached. Well, you know, this, I don't want him to have any kind of 
you know, say so and whatnot. And no, that's not how it works. That's, that's not how on a, on a producerial level, that's, that, that's really not how that works. Whoever is the director is going to be in, in, in completely in charge. You know what I'm saying? You have producers who produce things that are kind of out of their wheelhouse. I gave this example to a friend of mine a couple of days ago. Do you know who co-produced David Cronenberg's The Fly? No. Mel Brooks. Oh, okay. The Mel Brooks. Because before the movie comes on, it says a, a Brooks Films production. That's Mel Brooks's company. Mm-hmm. But there aren't any comedic beats in The Fly. There's none of that Mel Brooks humor in The Fly. I mean, unless you're like a really, you know, sadistic well, SOB, well, of then course. Yeah, of it's course. all comedy. Yeah. But but no, he just helped get the movie made. Yeah. Same thing applies here with, with this. You know, had it happened if, if Spring Hill, LeBron's company, had produced Friday the 13th. LeBron isn't going to be in the movie. You may see his name in the credits just as a co-producer, but that won't have any kind of bearing on on the quality of the movie itself as far as story. It's just help providing <laughs> money, help get the fucking thing made. I'm also thinking now there there will be a misconception of, okay, LeBron's producing it. Is Jason going to go to the hood? Jesus. Is he going to try to challenge somebody on the basketball court? Yeah, to a one-on-one. We, we know who's winning that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jason is pretty good at sports because we saw him box and he won that. Oh yeah, first round KO. That's it. We, you know we we saw him uh, we saw him run track or cross country in 2009. We know he can run. <laughs> yeah. We know he's good at archery. Oh oh, he's very good at archery. Yeah yeah. So he runs the whole gamut. Jason is uh he's a multi hyphenate. Or they like to call a five-tool player. I'm telling you, man. We, he knows how to work a weed whacker. Yeah. A tent spike. He's done it all. But yeah, once it, yeah, it would uh, you know what? It would have been interesting to see what that movie could have been. And there's always that that possible one that was taking place during the winter. That idea That's the has one I always to intrigued me. Yeah. Always. Because we've never seen it before. Never seen it. Yeah. And that's not to say that it can't still happen. Will it? Probably not. My yeah. My only other hope is that they don't try a a found footage style Friday the Thirteenth. One of those things where it's, oh somebody's got a camera and they're running from Jason. They don't drop the camera and all of this right. the conventional crap that they yeah. do in these movies. Yeah. Oh, we see we see what's happening, but it's oh Jason's way in the background. We yeah. see something moving. But oh, we don't know what it is. It's oh, then the camera pans over and there's nothing there, and he can't pans back, and then oh, there he is. It's yeah. like, come on, yeah, come on, bro. Yeah, we've <laughs> seen this before. <laughs> we sure have many times. But it's also a question of would this movie be a a continuation of the 2009 Friday the Thirteenth remake? Right, that's always a possibility. Which was really good. Yeah, or will it just be a you know a new version? Much like any other new version that's a reboot. Yeah. I don't think you can go the route of making it a direct sequel to, I don't know, the the first movie or the second movie. Yeah, can't go that yeah, route. We, yeah, we don't want to Halloween it. No. Yeah, because that's been done already. 
But would you look forward to a new Friday the 13th? Absolutely. Yeah, same here. J- Jason's my guy, dude. Yeah. Big, big Jason fan, man. Um, and, and like you said, uh, like you said earlier, the, 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 the concept is very simple. It, it shouldn't be, when they get around to it, it shouldn't be a hard movie to produce. It's not going to be a huge, you know, blockbuster. It's, it's not going to be like a hundred million dollars spend on this thing. You know, you can make it for like, you know, five, eight million dollars. Yeah. You know, maybe get one or two semi like name actors in it. You know, kind of keep your budget down. Hell, bring Derek Mears back to play Jason. Yeah. He was great as Jason. You know, bring him back, maybe change up the makeup a little bit. Of course, but that would depend on which story they want to tell. If it's a continuation of 2009, in which case, yeah, I'm sure he'd come back. Or hell, just do just do another one and just have him come back but be under, you know, different makeup. And that's one of the that's one of the cool things. Actually, let me take that back. For better or for worse, that's been an interesting aspect of the Jason character is his look. Yeah. His look has changed over these past 12, 13 movies, hasn't it? Yeah, he's gone through more looks than uh, your man Mickey Rourke has over the Excuse years. Excuse me, sir. Who? <laughs> you, you heard me. Mickey Rourke. No, but no, before before that. I said your your man. My man. That's your, your boy. No. I don't even know who that is anymore. All right. I'm sure he doesn't either. His face looks like this couch right here. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, what is this thing? You know what I'm saying? Looks terrible. Not that your couch looks terrible. Mickey Rourke looks terrible. <laughs> your couch is very comfortable. And I've passed that on it many times. Yeah. yeah. It's, very, it's very comfortable. So have I? Yeah. But Mickey Rourke, ugh. He can play Jason. Just put the hockey mask on. <laughs> no extra makeup. Without the without the mask. Without the mask. Yeah, he looks like he can be he can be Jason. Yeah. Because he looks fucking terrible. Yeah, we talked about that on a uh, previous episode. Oof. Mickey Rourke. But anyway. But yeah, his I don't I don't think there's been I take that back. I think there's probably two of the movies where his look has been consistent. And that was three and four. Yeah. Where they looked, were like directly related exactly. to each other. Yeah. And then in five, he had on that that blue jumpsuit. It was Roy. Yeah. The ambulance dropped. Fake yeah. Jason. Yeah, the imposter Jason. The decoy Jason. Yeah, that's right. Faux Jason. Yeah. <laughs> And then we had Zombie Jason. Oh yeah, part, part six. six. Jason lives. And would you would you still consider that to be your favorite one? Seven. Part seven. Oh really? The yeah, new blood the new is blood. your favorite. Why, why why is that one your favorite? Just because of the aspect of there's this girl with telekinetic powers Carrie. fighting yeah, fighting Carrie. Jason. Yeah. Carrie versus Jason. And it's something that you would not expect to see. That was probably when they were running out of ideas and said, okay, all right, let's just Let's combine another horror movie franchise. Vaguely combine it with this movie. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. That and, 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 then, and it also has the sleeping bag kill. Oh yeah. Best best kill. Oh. Ever. Oh, it's one of the greatest. But yeah, we can yeah, uh, yeah, let's be cautiously optimistic about this one. Yeah. There's many ways to get it right, and there's also many ways to mess it up. That's true. I I'm I'm a big fan of Jason Goes to Hell. Yes, I I'm, agree with you. I'm, 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 and I'm pretty sure we're in the minority on uh, in that regard. I, <laughs> I like 
when are, when are we not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are minorities and we are in yeah. the minority. But I, I like Jason Goes to Hell. I think it's underrated. I think it took some some pretty bold swings in that movie. Um, it, it didn't it didn't give you anything that we had already seen in the other movies. A completely new story. Yeah. Uh, we find out Jason has a sister, you know, who has who has a daughter of her own. Who, who she then has a daughter. Uh, there's a bounty hunter, Creighton Duke, yeah, who's been hunting Jason all this time, doing the, a horrible job at it apparently. Because uh, uh, apparently so. But five hundred grand was his fee. <laughs> yeah, because for that you get the mask, the machete, the whole, whole damn, damn thing. thing. Yeah, he pulled a quint. From Jaws, <laughs> but yeah, I I like Jason Goes to Hell. It's got some gnarly fucking kills, oh, especially yeah. in the unrated version. Uh, the stop sign spike through the torso, uh, uh, the whole melting man sequence, mm-hmm. the 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 fucking Judas effect, the elbow, oh, yep, to the chin, which caused the chin to fold up into the mouth <laughs> and subsequently kill this person. Uh, the double headbutt. I mean, it, this is oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, the the back breaking scene. I mean, come on, it's got a lot of good kills. The the the, the face through the the metal grate, and not to mention, Jason dies, quote unquote, in the first five minutes. Yeah, he gets blown up. Like homeboy in Pearl, but, but somehow comes back. But 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 he comes back because what we know of is Jason. Hey, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Jason is an evil spirit who manifests itself as like a little, you know, demon creature that is transferred through the mouth somehow. Somehow, this this whole thing they just made up that just happened to be a part of the story. That's it's always been there, just never been explored. It's like, wait a minute, what? Not until now. But then you know, but then how? only 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 by Voorhees can he die, and through a Voorhees can he be reborn? Can he be, and 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 we see that. Yeah, we do. And, and the un- the oh my bird. god, yeah. oh my god. The scene where Jason gets reborn in the commentary, which is hilarious, by the way, from the from the writer director. They said this movie is called Jason Goes to Hell, but it should be called the filmmakers go to hell <laughs> from that fucking reborn scene. Yep. Jesus. I don't I don't I'm not even gonna say what it is. You have to see it to believe it. I do but, wonder but, though when they Jason when, comes back yeah. as Jason. Wow. Somehow wow. also somehow fully fully formed into you know yeah. J- prime Jason yeah. with a jumpsuit and everything, hockey mask and all. All right, guys. Yeah. But like I said, this is when they were kind of like right, we kind of run out of ideas. All right, how what else can we do? We've already done he's he's already been to Manhattan. He's fought a telekinetic te- telekinetically powered teenager. Yeah. He, he's he's going to go to space. Yeah, he yeah he died, came back, died, came and, back. Yeah, and now we he came back again, and died, and came back again. 
And then Dodd came back. Again. Yes, he did. <laughs> so how? What? What else can they do? Right. But yeah, this this new one. Whenever they get around to it, if it even happens, I mean, you know, it could. You know, like I said, I think maybe the best option is just reboot it, tell a new story. You don't have to say a new story with modern sensibilities and all that crap. Just tell you know the same story that we're used to, but. Maybe have it taking place from different perspectives. Where are the people in Crystal Lake who are around that maybe saw Mrs. Voorhees die? Or maybe saw when Jason was a kid what happened to him in they, between that time? They allude to that in the 2009 movie. Yeah. When when um, uh, Jared Padalecki, he's going around the town looking for his sister. And he goes up, he goes up to one lady's house. And she just says, you know, your sister's probably dead. He want he just wants to be left alone. Yeah. Pretty vague, you know, but whoever this person was knows about Jason. Yep. Knows Jason is out there. Knows not to fucking go out there. And she's like, hey, look, maybe you shouldn't go out there either. Yeah. <laughs> but that's something that they could maybe explore. What? What goes on in the town of Crystal Lake, let's say after dark, when, you know. I think that comes on Cinemax. Well, that that too. Or is it, you know, is could Jason be seen as a boogeyman of sorts? It could be seen as like, is he a real person? Is he not? And those are always aspects that I don't think they really, they always mess around the idea, okay, yeah, Jason died a long time ago. He but did. Then that never, it never works out in anybody's favor because he very much, did not die. And anyone who says Jason is dead, they, dies. they die. Yeah, the scene's so damn ridiculous. Yeah. We're still watching episode three, the scene where Mace Windu <sighs> should have fucking killed Chancellor Palpatine, but he didn't because stupid ass Anakin walks up and fucks everything up. Yeah. God, well, he I had can't to. Though. stand Anakin in this scene, dude. He had to do it. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. Anakin sucks. He sucks yeah. in this scene. This is a horror, a horror movie on um, in it in its own right. Ain't it though? Yeah. But yeah, anyway, you want to take a uh, quick break? Yeah, let's take Come a back. quick break. Okay, yeah, we'll be right back with more. We like it so what? Right after this. We're back with more. We like it so what, Eric. Yeah, we're okay, so we're still watching Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Of course, it's at the scene where Mace Windu has been thrown out the window with Force Lightning. And Anakin is now going to be christened as Darth Vader. As I said, it was a horror movie scene all all its own. (laughs) This is is, is fucking crazy. This is happening in this movie right now. Yes. But But it had to happen. Because none of it matters when they get to episode four. None of it. No. But on the subject of horror movies, what else uh, would you want to? uh, Yes. Henceforth, you shall be known as Darth Vader. I feel like we do this on every episode almost. (laughs) Kind of. 
It's But at least I didn't do the Senate speech. No, I mean it's not I could have done the Senate speech. It's not a running gag necessarily as it's a I don't know, recurring theme. It's a recurring theme. Yeah. Do you want me to do the Senate gag? No. Okay. Damn. I want I want you to discuss uh these horror. It, it was do your it, idea. Man. Let's 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 discuss some more horror. Okay. Well what have you what are you looking forward to? let's say in the new era of horror movies. There's been a lot of remakes, a lot of kind of reboots. I know there's some long running sequels. I know Scream just had its fifth movie. Now the sixth movie is in the works. So you gave it a thumbs down. I didn't I didn't like as I'm doing Scream. the I'm doing the uh the audio transcript, Eric gave it a thumbs down. Yeah, I didn't like the new Scream. Okay. It didn't make you scream. Nope. It made me want to scream out, give me my fucking money back. Well, okay. I mean, they're making a sixth one. Yeah. Sixth one is in the works with about, or without Bev Campbell. About, about the same crew, um, uh, Radio Silence. Yeah. Who did the excellent Ready or Not? That movie was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was so good. See, that's, see, when we talk about new horror, I, I throw that like as one of like, the best new horror movies I've seen in the past five years. It has a very unique premise. It has a great, it, it has a pretty cool twist at the beginning of the second act, and it has a bonkers, bonkers third act. Okay. That, that it's like, holy shit, they, some things go on, some things are mentioned, but to see them take it there, I don't want to spoil it because I don't think you've seen it. I have not. But to see them go there, it's like, wow, this is fucking baller. Because mm-hmm. they had the balls to, to follow through with what they said. Great movie. Okay. Scream? Nah. Not good. Do you not, think not it's, good. let's say in the in terms of Scream, the franchise, Yeah, it's a series that is always kind of, there's, you know, metatextual. Super meta. Yeah. Metatextual content yep. there. It's lampooning horror movies in some ways. It's also very kind of satirical in yes. terms of how it how it plays out. Is that one of those franchises you think that is it's done all it can do in terms of what they can bring to the franchise? If you watch the last movie, I would say yes. Okay. Because I mean it it it'll remind you a lot of Halloween twenty eighteen. Where it, with the exception that everything in the Scream franchise, like nothing's been retcon, like everything, everything that we've seen so far, excuse me, has been canon. But they kind of take it back to the beginning. They take it back to basics, so to speak, with this new Scream. Yeah. Even going back to Woodsboro. Okay. By way of Wilmington. <laughs> because let me tell you something. The fucking. Sand Hills and, and, and swampy areas of North Carolina, you can't confuse that with Northern California people. Yeah. You can't. They shot Scream in Northern California. And you can look at it and tell. When they shot Scream, because the they fifth, didn't call the, it Scream 5. The fifth one. The fifth one. There's a scene where it says, now entering Woodsboro. Well, in, entering Woodsboro, North Carolina? Because it looks like North Carolina. Right. 
I think I passed by that sign when I was going to Wilmington like a few years ago. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, look at this. This That ain't Northern California. But anyway, it's ridiculous anyway. But but they take it back to the beginning. And they 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 keep the, the, the same meta theme going. They, they mention horror movies that have recently come out in Scream, which is, you know, they're always want to do. They do that all the time. They've been doing it since the beginning. If you watch Scream 5, then I would say yes. It seems as if they've done all they can do with this franchise, but apparently not. Okay. Because as soon as Scream 5 opened, made a lot of money on a $20 million spend, they immediately greenlit another one. That's I think is being shot in New York New York City. Yeah. Ghostface takes Manhattan, apparently. Apparently so. So who knows what the story is going to be about with that. I think there are going to be some returning cast members from Scream 5 into the new one, which it, it I, I do like the fact that they do have cast members kind of come back. Yeah. You know, some get killed off, some don't. You know, uh, I, I do like that. They keep the continuity going when they do that. So I, I can appreciate that. I think it does miss that Wes Craven feel. Even though Scream Five, it's there. It's it's there, but you can tell it isn't Wes, you know. Um. So I mean, who the fuck knows what this new Scream is going to be about? I mean, it it's going to be two killers probably, like it had, like it always has been, with yep. the exception of Scream Three, because there was just one killer. But in the other ones, it's always been two. You think there'll be some uh, some kind of elaborate kill that gets somehow gets broadcasted in Times Square and everyone can see it. So, like, oh my God, what's happened? Dude, there's, there's no telling. There's no telling. Maybe there'll be a scene where Ghostface is walking down the street and he sees a bunch of kids, punks. Kicks over the radio. The jukebox, kicks over the radio. Yeah. They try to curse him out. He turns around, brandishes the knife. Shit. You never know. I don't know, man. But that's I'm, another franchise that's it's still going despite it, it, it's still going pretty strong. You know, despite thinking that it's you know what it, what more can they say? How many more stories can they tell? It's still making money. I I got to give it to them. They are still making money from these movies. Um, but with Scream Six, who knows? I'm a completist, so yeah. more than likely I'll see it. Uh, I go into these movies hoping that they're going to be good. I think the first Scream, I'll be honest, I think Scream 2 is my favorite out of the whole franchise. I like Scream 2 a lot. I don't remember Scream 2 that well. Really? Yeah. It's when they went to uh, they went to college. I thought that was 3. No, 3 is when they went to go to Hollywood and Sidney's mom used to be an actress. He used to work for Lance Henriksen. Okay. She made the adult movies. Maybe that's the and, one I remember. And, and Sydney had a secret brother. Oh yeah, yeah right. Scott right. Foley. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah, that's Yes, he screamed too. They they went to they went to college. Yeah, I remember that. It was on the other day. Which was shot in Atlanta. Yeah. Um and it was no, that's one with Jerry O'Connell yeah. and Tim Timothy Oliphant and uh Billy's mother. Lori Holden, yeah. Yeah, Lori Holden, yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I remember L- that. L- one. Lori Metcalf. Lori, yeah, that's right. Lori Holden is a completely different actress. Yeah, she's actress. on The Walking Dead. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, Lori Metcalf. Okay. Who, if you go back and watch Scream 2, you can t- you can kind of tell like she's one of the fucking killers because she's in yeah. some background shots. Yeah. It's like, holy shit, she was there the whole fucking time. I like that. But yeah, 
I like Scream 2 the best. Then the first one, then three, then four, uh, four and five. Okay. Yeah, in that order. And yeah, we'll just have to see where Scream 6. See. Will they call it Scream 6 or will they just call it Scream? They better fucking not call yeah. it Scream again. Scream takes Manhattan. Scream for New York. I don't know. The mind wanders. The mind boggles at the possibilities for a title. Or they may just crap out and just call it Scream. They fucking better not. You never know. It'll it'll be Scream, but the S will be a six. That's it. It'd be three sixes. No, that was taken already. Okay. From from, from the producer's cut of Halloween. Okay. All right. 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 Okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We've talked about like a lot of newer horror movies. We mentioned Barbarian. We mentioned... Movies like Smile, Men is another one. That was more of a kind of a sci-fi horror. I've one of my uh one of my best friends, shout out to shout out to Ethan Burchett. He saw Men, directed by Alex Garland, who I think is a phenomenal director. He saw Men and he said, Men is one of the worst theater going experiences he's ever had. And he said, That movie is not what you think it is. He said the movie is fucking the movie's fucking insane. Okay. Towards the end. And I almost don't even want to say what the fuck he said happens. And I actually, I didn't fucking believe him. He looked at me with a straight face and said, yeah, that's how the fucking movie ended. Okay. I was speechless. A part of me wanted to actually see it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way. You know, it was, but it was one of those where, you know what, I'm, I'm not really in a hurry to go to a movie unless it's a very specific movie that I, I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I can wait for it on streaming, a TV. Yeah. It's just yeah. And and the the older I've gotten, the more open I've been to watching different, you know, other kinds of movies in the theaters. I used to be, I would just see like you know the biggest blockbuster or the newest action movie, the occasional horror, the occasional comedy. You know, but you know I've seen. Uh, smaller, more character-driven movies lately, like Hell or High Water. I saw Wind yeah. River. Um, I saw, um, uh, I forgot what it was called, but it had Brian Cranston in it, where he was the, um, he was, um, he wasn't dealing coke, but he was like having coke shipped to the U.S. Oh, fucking hell. Breaking Bad? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. A movie. I know, okay. Like show. Oh my! It was, uh, damn it. Okay, I, I gotta, ch- I gotta find out the title of this movie because if I don't, I'm just gonna go, go fucking crazy. Okay. Uh, B r y a n, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Okay, come on, come on. Give me a second, folks. Well, while you, while the you're Infiltrator. Doing- oh, okay, there you go. The Infiltrator. Great movie. Saw it in theaters. Mm, okay. Uh, I saw American Made with Tom Cruise in theaters, who played Barry Seal, who actually the character Barry Seal is in The Infiltrator. I saw that in theaters. Wait, you know, was it played by Tom Cruise? I played by Tom Cruise. Oh, but it, but it's just the opportunity I'm, there. Yeah, but it's just like I'm I'm open to seeing different kinds of movies in theaters now. And a part of me was curious to see Men because I like Alex Garland. <laughs> okay, the movie Men. I'm 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 BSing you right now, Pastor. Okay. Bastard. Yeah, but you were cu- part of you was curious to see the, the movie. movie Men. Okay, by Alex Garland. 
Okay. <laughs> who I like as a director. Yeah. He's a man, not a woe man. Because, you know, everybody hates women nowadays. They they absolutely do. Yeah. But I wanted I wanted to see that movie. Um because I, I loved Ex Machina. I loved um his script and I guess subsequent direction of Dread, the Carl Urban Dread. Yeah. Um I liked Vantage Point. Wait a minute, what do you mean subsequent direction? Well, apparently he he did the directing on that movie. Oh, okay. And not Pete Travis, oh. who was the credited director. Mm. Actually, okay. I'm sorry, I got that mixed up. Pete Travis directed Vantage Point. Alex Garland didn't have anything to do with that. I got him mixed up. Yeah. Alex Garland wrote Dread, and apparently he also uh, like ghost directed the movie. Oh, okay. Kind of like how Kurt Russell ghost directed Tombstone and not yeah. George Cosmatos. Kind of like that. Yeah, okay. Because mm. even Carl Urban basically said Alex Garland directed Dread. Yeah. Okay. So it's coming from the man himself. So it happened. But, um, but yeah, I like Alex Garland and Annihilation, uh, which he also wrote and directed, is one of the strangest, most bizarre movies I've ever seen, and it has one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen in a movie. In that movie, that is pure nightmare fuel. Okay. Great cast. A pretty fucking wild ending. But it's an ending. There's some shit at the end of that movie that is visually stunning that I've never, ever seen before in any movie, nor have I seen anything close to that in any movie. Like, that's how original that movie is. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah. Ethan said the ending of Men is 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 fucking lunacy. It's sheer lunacy. Hmm, and he okay. fucking hated it. Well, dang. Yeah. And and that's that's like a horror, like psychological horror. Yeah, okay. But he said there's more to it than that. And it's got a fucking crazy ass ending. That he that he says he couldn't believe they shot, put it in the movie, mm-hmm. and kept it. Okay. Yeah. That's how wild that shit is. Hmm, okay. So like I'm I'm curious. I'm fucking curious. Wait, did he go into specifics about what it is? Yes. Okay. Well, you can tell me off air. I, I'll, I'll tell you off air. Man. Okay, gotcha. I'll, yeah, that's yeah. Does we want to spoil this for? I will tell you that shit off who might, air. Who might want because to? Because I looked, I looked at him dead ass in his eyes and said, "Are you fucking with me right now?" He said, "No, I'm telling you the truth." Okay. This is how this this fucking movie ended. I asked him again. I said, "Really." He said, yeah. I said, no. He said, it really did. I said, are you kidding? He said, no. (laughs) Okay. He said, I'm serious. I said, you bullshitting me. He said, I'm not. Mm. I said, I don't fucking believe you. (laughs) He said, watch it for yourself and you'll see I'm telling the truth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's how that conversation went down. That being said, there's nothing wrong with experimenting and, 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 and having new ideas and, and trying new things when it comes to horror, whether it be body horror, psychological horror, shit like that. Yeah. Cool. Take a chance, you know. And if you fail, fuck it. Fail big, you know. But it, it's a difference between 
you taking the big swing and missing, but people like it. And you taking the big swing and people don't fucking like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the idea can be so bizarre that it just, it doesn't work on, on any level. On any level. And sometimes it can be so bizarre that people are like, wow, they right. did this. Right. Just like we talked about Prey, for example. Yeah. It's a Predator prequel. Yes. Set in the 1800s with a female lead, and it's it's a hit. A woman. A woman. It's a hit. And people yeah. are like, wow, okay. Yeah, it works. But that, that works to its benefit because you're, let's say you're def- defying expectations. Yes. Does that mean it can work with every every franchise? No. 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 You can't can you take, you know, I don't know, child's play and make it a post apocalyptic no. horror movie? No, no, no. No. I mean maybe. I, maybe. Maybe, but it it wouldn't fit. It's, it wouldn't fit. No. Like Chucky is a shit talker like now, for like us like now. What's he going to talk shit about 3,000 years from now? Or let's after say, the world's ended. Yeah. I mean, and why the fuck would he be around? I mean, you mean the spirit of Charles Lee Ray is still in this fucking good guy doll and he's around talking shit and he wants to put his soul into some shitty person? Let's say it. Let's say it's, I don't know, 50 years in the future. And mankind has been obliterated by nuclear war, climate change, all of that. There's some people still surviving. He and Chucky managed to survive. He's in a body that's basically not necessarily indestructible, but made to kind of be preserved over a long period of time. So, I mean, it it could work or it could not. I still haven't seen that show. Which I hear is really good. I've seen you know bits and pieces of the episodes. It was pretty interesting. It it made me think though. Okay, how can you stretch this out into a ten episode season? Right. Season two is I think is is uh, finished recently. But I mean they they make it work. You know, and I guess it was a hit. It was enough of a hit that we got season two. Yeah. Whether or not they do season three is you know is anybody's guess. But that's another aspect of horror. Let's say as horror as a genre. Sometimes you can expand on the story and make it long form and make it a series. Whereas something like Friday the 13th, I think is very kind of finite. You make one movie and you, you tell the story you need to tell in that movie and that's it. Cause they tried a series. Yeah. Well, it was not related to he's at all. They had Freddy's nightmares. Freddy's nightmares. Is another one, but that's more of an anthology. Yes. You don't necessarily have to, Tied into Freddy Krueger, but you, you had but, but you had Robert England in yeah, the Freddy exactly. Krueger makeup, yeah, introing every episode, yeah. But even on um, the streaming services, Hulu, FX, American Horror Stories has been one that's been running for I want to say about ten seasons now. I think long, it's in a its long tenth time season, now, dude. Yeah, long time. So yeah, yeah, the re- the Twilight Zone reboot, yeah. The Creep Show reboot. And then they had uh, Them. Them? On uh, Hulu. It was a Prime video, which I never saw that. Uh, Hulu. It was on Hulu? I think it was was Hulu. And then you had uh, Fear Street on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. 
But I was I was curious about them, but I also read it was kind of it's very much one of those, you know, heavy on black trauma, and yeah. I'm not really not really keen on watching something like that. Why not? I, I don't know. We've seen enough of it. So I I just kind of say, all right, I'll I'll watch this someday. Yeah. That looks disgusting. It's like, oh, what? Ugh. What was that? B-dubs? Yeah, yeah, of course. Lots, lots of new sauces no. for their chicken sandwiches. No. I bet you I'd be willing to bet a couple of them are good. Yeah. That Caribbean jerk looked pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try them one day. Yeah. But not today. Okay, so if you were going to and we this is always this is also something we can discuss when we do like a full Halloween episode. Especially when Terry comes back. I'd yeah. love to hear his perspective. If you were going to remake a horror movie franchise, let's say it's you know, it gets, you know, kind of put up for a reboot. Re- reinvigorate the franchise. Time has passed. What's one that you would mess around with? It's a great question. Um, wow. It's almost hard to answer because so many of them have been remade and, and been retooled and rebooted and re-updated and whatnot mm-hmm. and, and re-upped and so on and so forth. I don't know because my first thought would be like a sl- like one of the big slashers. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. It can be something like The Exorcist or um, damn. That is a really, really good question. Because some, like, you really wouldn't even want to touch. Like, like John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. It's perfect. You know, uh, the remake of The Thing from Another World. That movie is basically perfect. Uh, and it's Carpenter's masterpiece in my book. Um, a part of me wants to say A Nightmare on Elm Street but have it to where Freddy was not a child murderer, okay. was not a child rapist, was framed, and, and there, there aren't going to be any kind of allusions or hints to that, or he was he actually did kill and rape kids. No, 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 no. He was he was a a the janitor of the high school or the or the, the preschool or whatever, and he actually was very good to kids. But you know, you had some kid's parent, maybe some kid got hurt or something. And and uh, the kid didn't want to say who it was, but the parent knew that the kid was very friendly with the, the school janitor, Freddie, mm-hmm. and just say it was him. Just say it. Just say it so we can find out who did it and so we can get justice and whatnot and makes the little kid lie. You know, and then the parents kill Freddie, who was innocent the whole time. Okay. But he comes back for vengeance and goes at, I don't think he should go after the kids of uh, the parents, you know, the, the, the grown, the, the, the more adult kids. Go after the fucking parents. Right. Leave the kids out of it. Okay. Go after the parents who fucking, who, who killed you, who murdered you, because it was them. It wasn't the kids. 
And then the kids come to the realization. It's like, oh, my God. You know, he did. He didn't do anything to us. All our fucking parents lied. Now, does that justify them being butchered in their sleep? Eh. Hey, you, you got to get to the to the premise somehow. You, you, you got to deliver on the promise of the premise, which yeah. is afraid of killing people in their sleep. And if it's the parents, then, hey, whatever. So be it. Yeah. But do it like that. Fred, he's not some, you know, evil person or not. No, he's coming back to exact vengeance and revenge on the people that murdered him, not the kids. He's he's not going to go after the kids to get to the parents. Because the parents, they all still lived. Mm-hmm. He's killing kids in their sleep. No, go after the fucking parents. So if I had to pick one, it'd be that. A nightmare on Elm Street, but not he's not killing teenagers. He's killing the parents. Okay. Because he was innocent the whole fucking time. How about you? You know what? I had to think about this one. It's it's tough, dude. Great question, though. Great question, but it's tough. Because so many of the stuff we've seen over and over and over again yeah. in, in some form or another. I would remake Scream. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't. Because I'm like, I want to hear this. No, I'm kidding. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this one out of my uh out of my keister. Okay. I'm gonna say Shocker. That's one that really. Say Wes Wes Craven. Craven, yeah. Made like in the mid eighties. Mitch Pelleggi didn't have uh, 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 Peter Berg. Yeah. Before he directed, started directing Mark Wahlberg movies full time. Yeah. That's one you know. Could you update the premise? And also with the, because it's very dumb. Yeah, it course. is. Yeah, yeah. But with modern technology, I and mean also too, people don't get electrocuted anymore, do they? They don't use the electric chair anymore as a form of execution. I'm not sure if they do or not. Anyway, okay. You just go with that same premise, but maybe, but then, uh, how did he come back? Was it? Some something spiritual? Was it like a a, a voodoo curse he put on that was put on or something? I, I can't remember. But anyway, I, but I would make it more of a modern horror in the sense of if Horace Pinker is able to get into technology, get into you know electronics, he can control things. He can kind of move through the electronic space, he can manipulate things, but he, but by doing that, he can also kind of, you know, he can kill you through technology. That almost sounds like um, Ghost, in the, Ghost machine. in the Machine. Yeah. So maybe combine it with that. You remember Pulse? I do. That too. So there's a, I don't know. It's like you, you always try to update it, modernize it, whatever. I think that's about the only, the, really the only way to do it. Not make him like Electro right. as a villain, yeah, but a villain who's able to kind of, because that's, we're so tied to technology. We're so tied to yes. our phones and tablets, TV, streaming, all of that. What if someone is able to kind of, not, on a, not in a lawnmower man kind of way, where they're able to kind of get into government files and access bank records and all of that, but they're able to kind of 
you know, teleport through TVs and, and phones and all of this. Like right. he, he could get you anywhere. Yeah. And you never know where he's where he's going to be. Yeah. So I think that's an interesting aspect to a, a villain, especially a horror movie villain. And of course you could always just have somebody get electrocuted and fried from the inside out. People have their earbuds on. Is he right. able to kind of travel through electronic waves? Or is it just through, you know, landlines, hard lines? That's something you could kind of mess around with. Yeah. So, but this is me making more of a, I don't know, like a comic booky spin on it. But I think, you know, there are aspects of it that could be modernized. I don't know. Of course, the modern thing to do, make him a black guy. Or a woman. A woman. An Asian woman at that. They could do it. You never know. It's just pissing people off. Make make it make her an Asian woman. That's one I'm I'm ran, I was randomly thinking of. Yeah. Something like, I don't know, maniac cop. We already got enough maniac cops out there well, as it is. Well, at one point there was gonna be a series on HBO Max yeah. Oh, from, yeah. from Nicholas Winding Ruffin. That I guess is stalled. Yep. Well, much like everything <laughs> everything else on HBO Max, it's like, oh, no, we're not going to do this. Shots fired. That was just a random one I thought of. Yeah. Now, something like, I don't know, killer clowns from out of space. You could do it, but it would just be very, these clowns are definitely CGI. Yeah. And it just wouldn't, wouldn't be very interesting. Well, what about a remake of, of uh, The Car with James Brolin? No, no. Well, they did that already. It's called Wheel of Terror. Yeah, so I, yeah. I remember that. Can't really do it on USA. But that was that was a random one I just thought of. So many of these horror movies, like I said earlier, have already been remade and and rebooted and whatnot. It's it's kind of hard to pick one, you know. Yeah, and 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 like I say, so many of them are so good, you don't even want to touch them. I mean, you know, Rob Zombie remade Halloween. It's not good. Yeah, and somehow got a sequel, uh, which yeah. was even worse. Yes, it was. Um, Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, is is a combination of the first three original movies. Mm-hmm. That one movie that's really good. John Carpenter's The Thing, a remake of The Thing, was great. Um, Matt Reeves' uh, Let Me In, a remake of Let the Right One In, is really great. Yeah. Also, one of, there's one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen in my life, but it's it's. It's, it's fantastic. And that will have a, a series coming to Showtime very yep. soon with uh, yep. Damian Bashir. Yep. Which is also, that's another one of those that, okay, this was a foreign film that was then remade to an American movie, then now remade again into a, a series. I don't yep. know if it's a limited series or they're going to try to do a Let the Right One In season two. It's like, no, nah, this this ain't going to work. This is one of those you do, you do one of them yep. and then that's it. Got the right one in, or, or let me in. Then the sequel, the, the, the sequel. Let me in, damn it! Still, still knocking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is something we can discuss when we do it. Like, like I said, when, when we do a full fledged Halloween episode. Yeah. Something we can talk about. Yeah, because I mean, you know, there there were so many. Horror movies in the 80s were coming out in such a quick frequency. They were all 
you know, it was either something fairly new or a carbon, co- carbon copy of something we've already seen. Before. A carbon copy. A carbon copy. I want to remake. I want to remake student bodies. No, you can't remake that. One. Why not? That's just that one. Can't mess with it, brother. Remake student bodies. They don't know nothing about student bodies. No. Remake Terror Train. No. <laughs> Terror Train. Terror Train. No. Yeah, come on. So we already got we got Bullet Train, and now we got going to have a remake of Terror Train. Yeah. Okay. We had Unstoppable. We had Under, a, Under Siege Two. Under Siege Two was a, that was a horror movie all by itself. <laughs> yeah. Casey fucking Ryback. Yeah. You know, it's another one that's just reminded me. Brightburn was kind of a a horror movie with superhero elements. Yes. Or was it a superhero movie with horror elements? The first. Yeah. So there's there's that one. And we really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, it was good. I didn't think it was ever going to have any kind of sequel or follow up in in any way, so it's fine to leave it as a one and done. Yeah, because the way that movie ended, there's no stopping this fucking kid. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. See, that's a movie where the 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 bad guy wins. Yeah, it is. Because there's in in almost in almost all of these, you know, horror movies, slashes, whatever. Um, you know, Freddy basically wins because he doesn't die. You, you can't say Jason wins, even though he's died repeatedly. Like he didn't really win. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like Freddy, he he's in your fucking dreams. You can try to kill him all you want, he'll come back. So he's still winning because he's still fucking with people. You know, Jason wants to be left the fuck alone, but people keep coming back to Crystal Lake for whatever reason. I guess to you know fucking get high. And, mm-hmm. You know, tell stories about Jason only to later be killed by him. Um, Michael Myers doesn't win because it's like he doesn't have this goal to just kill everybody and just, ha ha, you know, <laughs> I, I got the trophy for killing 83 people today. It's like, no, it's just he usually has a target. He goes out to the target. We don't know what happens if he gets a target because he never gets the target and kills it. So he keeps coming back. Yeah. What does he do in the off season? When it's it's no longer killing season, and just you're just chilling. Yeah, when he's when he when he's not traversing through the Haddonfield killing fields. Yeah, <laughs> what is it? What is he doing in the meantime? Right. Who knows? Uh, we might find out in Halloween ends because this takes place four years after the events of Halloween Kills. What's he been doing for four fucking years? But then I think I've heard one report rumor that they that they don't really. Uh, address it. Yeah, I think it picks up four years later, and they just don't they don't talk about it. But they have to because Lori writes well, a fucking book. Well, we'll see. Yeah, well, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll maybe see. you don't we'll, see, we'll see what Michael's been up to. Oh, right, 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 right. Maybe you see what everyone else has been up to. Yeah. I yeah I don't know, man. It, and and that's another reason why. We need people like, you know, your, your James Wands, your Jordan Peels to give us some some different shit that we haven't seen already. Like Malignant was insane. Yeah, that was very, very bonkers. That's another one yes. of those. It's for some people it works and some people it doesn't. Right. For me, it was one of those like, oh, OK, this is this is pretty freaking crazy. Dude, 
it come on. It's very kind of weird, comic booky. It works. It's body horror in a way. It's like this is the police station scene. Yeah, get this out is of very town. much like what the hell, right? But that fucking sequence, dude. Come on, yeah, that was awesome. In in a horror movie. I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. So, you know, it's, I can, I can only imagine, you know, you make, you make your pitch to the studio about, you know, this new horror idea and whatnot, you know, is it something new or is it something we've seen before? That's why I like Jordan Peele. Cause he's giving us some new shit that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Loved Get Out. Could appreciate what he went for in us, but ultimately, it's like I, I, I didn't. It really wasn't my jam. Nope, I loved. Mm-hmm. Love Nope. Because he plays around. <laughs> with, Did you give it a yep? I give it a yep. I got. I get so tired of hearing that on people's tweets and headlines and whatever. It's like, all right. I get it, bro. <laughs> I'll give a yup to nope like cool yeah, yeah, alright yeah but but nope is great nope is great okay it's it it's it's not a full on horror movie it's got it has some horror elements to it mm-hmm. make no mistake especially I would say three scenes in particular Fucking horror. Full stop horror. Mm-hmm. Everything everything else, I, the, the comparisons to Jaws and E.T., I get. Spectacle-wise, I, I get it. Okay. But, but yeah, this movie has three, t- that I can think of off the top of my head now, three scenes that are full on fucking horror. And it gets to you. It's like, oh my God, like you just, you feel fucking bad. Mm-hmm. But in a good way, because it's, I mean, the situation, yes, it's bad, but the way the scene is composed and blocked and the way Jordan Peele shot it, it's like, fucking hell, this guy's good. He's really good. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. I do want him to try something other than a form of horror, though, because that shouldn't be his bag. You know what I'm saying? You think he could, like, direct an action movie? Or direct a, I think he could a thriller of some sort, legal drama. I, I think he could, but but his movies are layered with a message. Yeah, like if you all three of his movies, Get Out, Us, and Nope. There are messages in those movies, especially especially Nope. Nope is is so fucking layered, dude. Mm-hmm. But the moment you begin to really pick up on what he's putting down. It makes you like that movie even more because like I said in my review, nope is and isn't what you think it is. It is what you think it is in the best possible way as far as spectacle. It isn't what you think it is as far as the underlying messages the movie has. Okay. And there's a lot of them and it's really good. And it takes a skilled writer like a Jordan Peele to get it in the movie in the, in, in, in the way in which he did. And it's, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's 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 br- that's why I think he's one of the new modern horror masters. He's done three movies, 
and, and he's already a master because nobody's doing it like him. You know, on, on, on such an intellectual level, and it's not just everything's being thrown at your face, horror movie shit and whatnot, you know, and some of that shit works, but not for him. Yeah, you I know, guess. Th- there is a reason, there is a reason behind everything that happens in Nope. And a lot of it is subliminal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't pick up on the first time you see it. But the second time you're like, I get that. Okay. I, I get that now that I'm I'm paying more attention. I get it. Because there's a lot of shit in that movie that you don't pay attention to on the first viewing. But the second viewing, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that. And it was right there the whole time. Yeah. I think there is a is an interesting space for horror movies because even uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, there was subtext there. Friday the Thirteenth, so especially in, in Nightmare Two. Yeah, there's a little and, bit, of and this. and a new Nightmare. Yeah, new Nightmare is a fairy tale. Yeah, and even uh, Friday the Thirteenth is a little bit of subtext there. Cautionary tale. Yeah. So don't fuck and don't get high. <laughs> Yeah, don't and, and don't, don't go and, to Crystal Lake. And, period. And, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty much, but definitely don't say Jason is dead. But in some movies, it it is very much straightforward. Yeah. So like, let's say the Insidious movies, Sinister. Yes. It's very much a straightforward horror. Yes. Ghost story, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever. Which it is. which Patrick Wilson is directing Insidious Five. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which? Oh, yeah, that's cool. why they, they. Yeah, they are working on that one. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty successful franchise. It's still going. Yeah, but it it is interesting with the Jordan Peele movies and a lot of these newer horror movies. Some are very much straightforward, and yeah. some there is a degree of subtext that allows you to think. And which do you prefer? Somewhere in the middle. Okay. I don't think I need to be hit over the head with subtext or a message, but I also want to see something that allows me to. Draw my own conclusion or try, yeah. to, try to read between the lines of what's some what's ambiguity. Happening. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I like a straight out. You know, oh, this is the movie, and it's no, it may not making any bones about what it's about. Like Jason Six. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you like seeing a straight out horror movie that absolutely is, heads get blown up, people get run over, or whatever it is. Absolutely. Because then you can kind of you know just embrace the fantasy of it and look at it as a straight piece of you know. Horror, right? Film, comedy, whatever it is, action, whatever it, whatever it might be, right? Do, yeah. do, do you do you find yourself getting? Do you ever find yourself getting kind of unsettled at horror movies that have a certain kind of subtext that that makes you think about it after you've seen it, and the more you think about it, like the more like it makes you uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not not that you know it takes away your enjoyment of the movie, but it makes you kind of respect it more because it's still it's still lingering in the back of your head. Yeah, there's there's even elements of They Live that are like that. Yes, because it's very much like a lot of the stuff we see in media is like, damn, this is this is crazy, but yeah. it's also very Life true. Art. But it's also very much like, is the thing I'm seeing real or is it created by something that is forcing me to think or feel a certain way mm-hmm. is the person I'm looking at real or is the person I'm looking at something else underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those that can really kind of stick with you. And it's like, it's very topical and it's topical and present you know, to, to this day. Mm-hmm. 
But even something like The Thing, another John Carpenter movie, very yeah. much like, ew. This, uh. Sometimes you don't like seeing things being pulled apart and put back together. And it's like, right. hey, it makes you, your skin crawl. Yes, it does. So it's like, ugh. Yeah. That's another one that kind of sticks with you. Yeah. But but there's also a message there too. Yeah. About, you know, paranoia and, and, and who can you trust, you know, and, and the, the, the spread of this thing. Because once it spreads out, then we're done. And there's no stopping it. Much like uh, we thought with COVID-19. Oh, yeah. now and now monkeypox is like oh Ugh. yeah. Speaking of speaking of that, that that's another aspect. Let's say I don't know the the contagion horror. Very can be very topical. There's subtext there. Yeah, that's a very real thing. It's a very real thing we deal with, despite what some people like the thing in the media it's like oh this is all no it's it's made I mean, up whether you look at invasion of the body snatchers yeah you look at outbreak you look at contagion yeah uh cabin fever or, or the other cabin fever or the, the other cabin fever yeah the remake of cabin the fever the unnecessary remake of cabin fever right yeah nope. what possessed them to make almost a note for note remake of the same movie who the fuck knows it's like what the hell yeah or even I'll, I'll I'll give you something else. It's it's not it's not a horror movie. It's a science fiction movie. But but the the story in and of itself is very horrific because it could spell the end of the human race, which is children of men. Yeah. You know the fact that men are no longer able to reproduce, and it's the like the the generation that movie that that's that's the last generation of humanity. And that's it yeah. after that. And they don't explain why. It's just whatever happened, happened. And that's it. I bet it was the, the left. Oh, yeah. You know what it was, dude. The radical left. Yeah. They did it. Those, those, those lefties, you know, the, they're the, always the, the up to evil, something. Evil, evil radical left. Yeah. Yeah. But that movie is, is, is horrific. Until you find out that there's hope. There, there's a, there's a beautiful. Oh, I, I kind of get choked up thinking about that movie because it's amazing how humanity is, is, is at its end. But what gives humanity hope is this black woman and her baby. Yeah. And there's a poster that I saw that someone made. It's um. Uh, it's like a, it's like a gray brick wall. And it, it's like in spray paint. It's like hands holding up a baby, mm-hmm. but it's black. It's like black hands, and then like the the baby spray paint. It's like black. You know what I'm saying? Okay. But it's just it's just it's pretty cool how you know it it it's you know we told we told life came from Africa, the the cradle of civil fucking civilization, mm-hmm. and in children of men. You know, there there's there's a glimmer of hope from this the last pregnant woman on the planet, who's a black woman, and her baby. You know, but but when you see what goes on in that movie, that shit's fucking horrific. You know, people turning on each other and yeah. shit like I mean, for resources and whatnot. It's, I mean that that shit's fucking scary. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't explain what makes men infertile. It just happens. Viagra, probably. Oh, Cialis. Blue Chew. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of those ads lately. <laughs> so, all right. 
But something like that, even in science fiction, there are horrific elements kind of like at the root. It's like just like they live. Yeah. You know, it's not sometimes it's not just. You know, eyes popping out, heads getting blown off, people being chopped in half. Sometimes it's, oh, we ran out of this important thing. Yeah. Or now we can't make any more of this thing that is fueling society. Like what? What can we do? Yeah. Soil and green. <laughs> Gravy. This, yeah. This movie. <laughs> Episode three. Yeah. It's soil and green. Yeah. You know, we, we need a, We need a food source because we're running out of food. Well, you create soil and green. You know, even something like, uh, I watched, uh, the birds, the bird, the birds has been on a lot on Showtime. Lately. That's another. Birds? Yes. Really? Okay. Old school. That's another aspect of horror. like this, in engulfing, encompassing thing that is there. You don't know why it's there. And it's almost impossible to avoid sight, like, but it's uh, almost a force of nature, but like, it's, like, it's animals. Like, it's, like, like the happening. Yeah. And that's, that's another, you know, kind of crazy horror movie. That's like, wow, it's like this, this thing that is very natural, but we can't, it's almost unavoidable. Right. But we have to get away from it. Yeah. But it, but it's everywhere. So, yeah. It should really don't make movies like that anymore either. It's kind of a slow burn, and a lot of the action happens in the last, you could say, the last half of the movie. Yeah. Or you look at uh, Chuck Russell's remake of The Blob. Yeah, that's another Yeah. That movie's a tough watch. That's a tough watch, dude. Because yeah. that fucking Blob, dude. And and I, I I found out recently that that it isn't, people that the blob is going after it's actually the blood yeah that it wants and that's what helps keep it alive and it expands or whatnot but the fact that they're they kill fucking kids yeah everybody gets in there and yeah, that yeah kid in the sewer and it was reaching it was oh yeah. fucking hell yeah that movie's tough dude yeah it's fucking tough or even and, and we've mentioned i love that scene um uh, even Ridley Scott's Alien. Yeah. Even that. And, and and not just the creature itself. It's that, you know, this this life form puts something in you, in your body. You know, you were violated, essentially. You were, yeah. You know, you know uh, 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 and, and implanted this, this creature in you, and eventually it's going to come out. And you're dead. And then you and then you have the creature itself, which is what Ash calls it, you know, the perfect organism. It's um it's um survival is is as equal as its hostility or whatever you said. That's hard to kill. Yeah. How do you stop it? You know? No no remorse, no fear, no none of that shit. You know, it's 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 gonna survive and it's gonna kill you, you know. Even something like that. Scary as fuck. I still can't watch it at night. Mm. See, when we do the... I say whenever we get to the Halloween episode, we can always talk about that those aspects too. Yeah. The things that scare us, and the things that keep us up at night, more or less. Yeah, the woman in black. Yeah. Fucked you up. Yeah, I think I think it did. Did it? Well, it was the trailer, I think. Yeah, Tra- that the trailer was... scared the shit out of you. Yes, the woman in black too. Was two, the one. yes. 
Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. Oh. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, God, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> because it's one of those things. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's, but I, I realized too, it's the, the psychological aspect of it. Yeah. It's not the thing that's coming at, that's coming at you jumping at the screen. It's that shift in your, it's the way the mind is shifting. Yes. You're prepared, but you should know that it's a thing that is, you know, it's calm, it's quiet, and then it instantly gets you. Yeah. It's that shift in the mood. Yeah. It's that shift in timing that's the thing that messes you up. Right. And that's the thing that, that can sometimes still stick with you. Yeah. I haven't seen the woman in black too, by the way. I don't think I. Would. I haven't either. I'm not interested in seeing it. <laughs> I saw all I needed to see when I saw that trailer. I was like, "Oh, so I'm never watching this." Yeah, uh, that's how I felt when I saw the trailer for uh, the first uh, It Part One, the movie. Yeah, because I don't like clowns. I do not like clowns, and that trailer scared the shit out of me. And I said, I'm not fucking watching this. Yeah. I am not watching this fucking movie. I went to the theaters and saw it. And it was very cathartic for me, actually. Mm-hmm. I still don't like clowns, but I'm I've I've kind of gotten over that 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 deep rooted fear that I used to have of clowns. Yeah. Because I know you don't like clowns. No, I'm I'm, I'm all right with clowns. Well, you weren't that night at Scarrow Wins. No. I never forgot. I don't that know what shit. the hell was going on. I'm scared of everything. The one right. in the black hat. Yeah, I remember he was, that. I, he chased your ass. Yeah. out of that fucking funhouse. I think I ran straight from Charlotte all the way to Greensboro. I, you I probably that. did, dude. Good lord, that shit was that was fucking scary. Yeah, but yeah, scary. like I said, this yeah. is yeah. this is stuff we can talk yes. about when we do a Halloween episode. We can yeah. kind of get into the yeah. deeper aspects of it. We can find out what what scared shot Terry too. It's oh, it's a. Uh, Masks like kabuki masks, like I think so, and hooks and hooks, yeah. yeah. But he can talk about that. Yes, he can, he can talk about that yeah. story. Yeah. So yeah, I want to just, I guess we'll we'll wrap this one yeah, up, let's bring it to a close. Yeah. Close the 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 casket lid on this right. episode, so to speak. That's right. So yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode. I guess Eric, you can wrap this one up. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think this is a good little chat, and and we'll we'll continue this with our a full-fledged Halloween extravaganza that we'll have uh, as soon as Brother Terry comes back from his assignment in the field, his top-secret <laughs> assignment. We don't even know where he is. Whatever that you know? is. Yeah, whenever that is. But he'll he'll drop in when, when the assignment's done, and we'll continue the discussion then. Uh, but, yeah, great chat. And um, I guess, you know, we will, you know, we'll be back sometime pretty soon with another episode of We Like It So What? You know, all up in your ear hole. As we're, as we're one to do, where get can, up in there. Where can the people find us? They can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast fix. Feel free to drop in some likes and some comments, you know, make the comments good. Even drop in some suggestions. What are some things you want to hear us talk about? You know, we're open to suggestion, aren't we? Yes. We're trying to get better and better at what we do here. And we like it so what headquarters, Enterprises Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. And also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That too. I've I've missed. I dropped the ball on that one, but yeah. 
Yeah, luckily, Ma was there to pick it up. I was at, yeah, I was at a and slam dunk it. it. Yeah, that's right. He picked up what I put down. So, ladies and gentlemen, for this episode, we like it so what? I've been your host, Eric Bethel, and I was joined with my right hand man. Oh, oh, hey, hey, you cut that out now. Oh, okay. All right, that out. It's time. All right, it's time to go. I just paste up some of your seed fabric, and I'm not giving it back. I've been Jamal Murphy. And this has been We Like It So What. We will catch you next time.